Masachas Orla Parak Beis Mishnah Beis until Parak Beis Mishnah Hey. The second parak of Masachas Orla discusses many different cases of Taruvus, where a prohibited food item is mixed together with a permitted food item, or possibly liquids too. And we learned in the previous Mishnah that when it comes to Truma, Trumas Maisa, Chala, and Bikurim, if any of those are mixed together with Chulin, which is unsanctified produce, then the entire mixture is forbidden unless there is a hundred times more Chulin than the forbidden item. However, when it comes to Ola and Klea Kerem, which are two prohibited items, which not only is it forbidden to eat, but it's also forbidden to benefit from them, and therefore if they are mixed with Chulin, you need 200 times more Chulin than the forbidden item in order to nullify the forbidden item and to permit the mixture. Now the following couple of Mishnahis teach us that even a prohibited item can combine with a permitted item in order to nullify a different prohibited item. As the Mishnah tells us, Truma can assist to nullify Orla. The Orla is Truma, and Orla can also assist in nullifying Truma. Meaning, if Truma and Chulin together make up enough to nullify the Orla, or if the Orla and the Chulin make up enough to nullify the Truma in the mixture, then the forbidden item, which makes up the small part, will be nullified, and the mixture will be permitted. And the Mishnah explains, Kate said how so, how did this work? And listen carefully to how we translate the next couple of words. Sa'ah truma shnafalameya. If one sa'ah of truma, sa'ah is a size, a volume. So if one sa'ah of truma, now literally this means it falls into a hundred units of chulin. But if that was the mission's case, then already from now it will be nullified because there's a hundred times more chulin than truma. So what it really means is that together with the truma, there are a hundred units, a hundred sa'ah. Which means that one sa'ah of truma fell into 99 sa'ah of chulin. And as such, there is not enough chulin to nullify the truma. But then, Then three kav of orla fell into that mixture. Three kav is equivalent to half a sa'ah. Or if three kav, which is the same as half a sa'ah of kerem, fell into the mixture. So now, in this mixture, there is one hundred and a half sa'ah. There's ninety-nine sa'ah of chulin, one sa'ah of truma, and half a sa'ah of orla or kerem. Now, in order for the Orla or the Kerem to be nullified, there needs to be 200 times more of the permitted mixture than the forbidden Orla, or the forbidden Kerem. So since there's only half a Sa'ar of Orla, you'll need 100 Sa'ar in order to nullify that half Sa'ar. Now, there's only 99 Sa'ar of Chulin, which is not enough to nullify the half Sa'ar of Orla. However, if you combine it with a Truma, then there is 100 Sa'ar. Zohi, this is the case, that Truma helps to nullify Orla, because the Truma combines with the Chulin in order to nullify the Orla. However, it's very important to realize that although the Orla is nullified, the mixture does not become permitted for anybody, because by nullifying the Orla, we view it as if the Orla is not there. However, the Truma is still there, and there wasn't enough Chulin to nullify the Truma, which means that non-Kayanim are still not allowed to eat this. Only Kranim may eat this. Okay, and the Mishnah adds, the Ha'orlas are Truma, and Ola can also nullify Truma in the same way. And the way we're going to understand this is very similar to the first half of the Mishnah, but switched around, and with slight variations. So the case would be where one Sa'ar of Ola falls into 200 Sa'ar of Chulin. So there is enough Chulin to nullify the Ola, so all of that is permitted. So now that mixture is made up of 201 Sa'ar, and then some trimmer falls in, and the amount of trimmer which falls in is such that the chulin is not 100 times more than the trimmer. However, if you combine the chulin with the orla, then it is 100 times more, and therefore the orla helps the chulin to nullify the trimmer, 
and the entire mixture will be permitted, and this time it will be permitted for everybody, because the original orla was totally nullified, and so is the trimmer. So we view the entire mixture as chulin, so anybody can eat from this mixture. Mr. Gimel, on a similar note, ha'orla ma'ala sa'kilayim. Orla can combine with chulin to nullify kilea kerem, va'kilayim esa orla, and kilayim can also combine with chulin in order to nullify orla. And we're going to see the Mishnah is going to explain it in a very similar way as the previous Mishnah. But before that, the Mishnah is going to add another case, which teaches us a bigger Chiddush. We learn something extra from this next case, and that is Vaha'orla Sa'orla. There can be a case where Orla combines with Chulin to nullify other Orla which fell into the mixture earlier on. So it comes out that Orla is nullifying other Orla. And the Mishnah explains, Kate said, how would these cases work? So for example, if if one Sa'ah of Orla fell into 200 Sa'ah of Chulin, so there was 200 times more Chulin than Orla, such that the entire mixture is permitted, because the Orla is nullified, the Achakach, and after that, slightly more than a Sa'ah of Orla fell into that mixture. Or slightly more than a sa'ah of klea kerem fell into the mixture. So in the second case, let's just explain that first. There was slightly more than a sa'ah of klea kerem, which means that the two sa'ah of chulin by itself is not enough to nullify the klea kerem. However, if you combine the 200 sa'ah together with the one sa'ah of orla, so 201 sa'ah is enough to nullify the klea kerem. So there's just a tiny bit more than one sa'ah of klea kerem which fell in. But the Mishnah said another case, the first case, and that is when Orla fell into that mixture. Even in that case, the original Orla can still combine with the Chulin to nullify the new Orla. Because since the original Orla was nullified in the mixture before the second Orla even came in, so the original Orla is just viewed as the Chulin. It's part of the Chulin. And therefore, of course, it does combine with the Chulin to nullify the new Orla, since really it's only the new Orla which is considered Orla. Whereas the old Orla was nullified in the Chulin, and so it is considered Chulin itself. So says the Mishnah, this is the case where Orla can combine with the Chulin to nullify Kleah Kerem, and if it was the other way around, then Kilayim would combine with Chulin to nullify Orla, and even as we described, even the original Orla, which was nullified in the Chulin, that can also combine with the Chulin to nullify any new Orla which falls into that mixture. Now we explain the past couple of Mishnayas according to the way that the Rambam understands them. The Bartanura and others explain it slightly differently, but the Rambam's explanation is most likely the easiest to understand. Mr. Dalad, so as we've explained in general, Truma is nullified if there's a hundred times more Chulin than the Truma, and Orla and Klea Kerem is nullified if there's two hundred times more Chulin than the Orla Klea Kerem. We're going to see in this Mishnah a couple of exceptions, where even if there is a hundred times more Chulin than Truma, or two hundred times more Chulin than Orla and Klea Kerem, it will nevertheless not be nullified, and the entire mixture will be forbidden, or at least forbidden for non-Kranim in the case of Truma. And the reason for these exceptions is that although it's such a tiny amount of the mixture, it affects the mixture in a very clear way. And because of that, it can't be nullified because it is a significant part of that mixture. So what would that case be? Says the Mishnah Kalama Chamitz, any truma orla or klea kerem which causes the dough to rise. So imagine you've got a chulin dough and some sour dough which is dough which has been left for a while. It's been aged and it can now be used to cause other bread to rise, similar to what yeast does. 
So if that sourdough is trimmer or ola or kleakerem, and it is added to chulin dough, if it causes the chulin dough to rise, then even if it is less than a two hundredth of the chulin dough, nevertheless it will forbid the entire mixture. Next, vahamasabel, or if it gives the entire mixture a spice. So if, let's say, you added a trimmer or an orla or a kleakerem spice, to a particular cooked dish or something. So whether the sourdough or the spice be trimmer or kleakerem, it forbids the entire mixture, the entire dough, the entire cooked dish. Now the way the Mishnah words it is slatly difficult. The Mishnah says batruma, which will translate to mean that if the sourdough or the spice was trimmer, then it causes the entire dough or the entire cooked dish to be a meduma. A meduma is the name for a mixture of trimmer and chulin where the trimmer is not nullified, and that's what the mission is telling us, that the trimmer in this case is not nullified. And the same goes with our Orla Kerem. In the case of Orla V'Chleya Kerem, also Osir, it would all be forbidden because they are not nullified, since their effect is very much recognizable. Now, Bishai take this a step further and extend it to the laws of Tumah. The halacha is that Tomei food, which touches other food, can only make that other food Tomei if the already Tomei food is at least the size of a kabetza, the size of an egg. If it's smaller, then it cannot make other food Tomei. However, Bishamai say that just like when it comes to the laws of nullification, if the effect of the forbidden item is recognizable, then we don't care how small it is. So too, when it comes to Tumah, if the effect which the Tomei food has on this other food, if the effect is recognizable, then it will make the other food Tomei even if it is small. And therefore, it would even make the other food Tomei, meaning, if let's say you had Trimmer sourdough, and it was Tomei, if you added that to Chulin dough, and you caused it to rise, or if let's say you had Ola spices, and you added the spices to a cooked dish, so even though the sourdough or the spices are smaller than the size of an egg, since they have an effect on the other food, the other food will become Tomei, just like the spices or the sourdough is Tomei. However, food can never make something else Tomei, unless it is at least the size of an egg. Mishnah Hay will now become evident that even Beishamai may not have even held that the spices or the sourdough can make the new food Tomei. Because Doistai Ishkfa Yasma, Doistai who lived in the village of Yasma, he was one of the students of Beishamai, and he said, I heard from Shamai himself, Shamai the elder. Sha'omar that he said, food can never make something else Tomei, unless that food is the size of an egg, just like Beis Hillel told us in the previous Mishnah. And therefore it's evident from Doistai Ishkva Yasmo's testimony that even Shammai didn't really hold that spices or sourdough can make other food Tomei, unless they are indeed the size of a kabetza. So although Beis Shammai in the previous Mishnah said that it can, it seems that the Yeshiva of Shammai argued against Shammai, at least according to the testimony of Doistai Ishkva Yasma.